Welcome to Passion Fruits, everyone. A passion project for passionate people. Oh, yeah. I am your apricot Adam, the host. <laughs> Adam, the host? I don't know. And I'm your aloe vera, Daniel. And what do we do on this podcast, I, Apricot Adam, the host? <laughs> My official title from here on out. Yeah. Uh, we talk about many people, places, and things. Mm. Um, nouns, if you will. Yes. But more importantly, we talk about things that people are passionate about. Oh, yeah. And we walk through or run through, depending <laughs> on the episode. We hobble through. Hobble, hobble through. The, the process that took that person or people from being kind of casual fans of the noun to... Shit crazy fanatics. That, exactly. Yeah. Absolute fanatics. Yeah. Um, and so we've had many episodes now. Many, many Plethora episodes. Plethora of episodes. This is my favorite part where you count the episodes <laughs> that you've had already. Uh, what, what about our billions of listeners? Be quiet, guest. We haven't introduced First, you yet. we need to talk about the internet radio, which is my favorite That's thing. That's right. Um, so, yes, we have ranged many subjects, but today we are going to talk about music bands and music with a very special guest. Yes. Um so we are going to be talking with a good friend of mine and a good friend of yours, I would say. Um, sure. I would hope so. <laughs> this is really awkward for me. Now. <laughs> He's sitting in the room. What is Adam going to say? Putting him on the spot. Um, but I met this good guy. His name is John. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, <laughs> uh, in law school. Uh, instantly hit it off. Um, just started making out at a bar one night. Whoa. And uh, I mean, <laughs> it was sorry. hot and heavy real fast. <laughs> yeah. That's how we do here on Passion Fruits Podcast. Hot and heavy real fast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, met John in law school. Um, John actually really introduced me to podcasts. He recommended My Brother, My Brother, and Me to me. Oh, that was you. That yeah. was me. Oh, <laughs> man. Dan's podcast daddy. <laughs> Ooh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately for the Clean rest your room. Of, unfortunately for the rest of the world john introduced me to my brother my brother and me and my life hasn't been the same since um adam how did you first meet john so actually today is the first time i've met john in person but we were introduced to each other through dungeons and dragons uh shoot two years ago now which Gosh, we have an episode right. yeah. about yeah. oh yeah check it out the dungeons and dragons episode guys woo Yes. I have a weird cameo in that podcast because you talk about something that I did in yeah. one of the games. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, John was the one who um, sat to say goodbye. I made Dan cry. <laughs> you didn't make me cry. <laughs> I just cried. I'm your dad and I made you cry. <laughs> Punk music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So Thanks I think, for having me on. <laughs> I think we've had a good enough introduction. Everybody, welcome to the podcast, John. Woo, oh, say hello. a fruit. Say a fruit. Oh, I'm your uh, suddenly strawberry. Suddenly strawberry, Ooh, John. <laughs> cool. Our guests consistently have better fruit names than we do. Yeah, usually. Um, <laughs> Daniel took, just took, took personal took offense to that. <laughs> like, fuck you, Adam. I, I didn't sleep last night thinking of my aloe vera one. Um, Is that a fruit? Uh, you know what, guest? <laughs> no, I have to question that. Uh, but today we are going to talk about punk rock music. John, why don't you talk a little bit about it? If you can't see the outline, just say so. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Uh, I feel like I'm at an eye doctor exam now. <laughs> All right, read, one the, second, two, read one, the second line for me. Two, three or four, three, 
four. No, uh, so uh, punk rock is, uh, I would say, uh, do you want me to read the screen? It's, <laughs> well, like a, it's a genre sorry. of music. What I should have largely. said was, like, introduce what we're talking about, why we're talking oh, about yeah. it. Okay, so uh, we're talking about punk music, which is something that I got into when I was kind of young and have been into ever since. Ooh. And uh, yeah, it's something that I guess Dan and Adam said that they didn't know very much about. And so, nope. no, not really. Not at all. All right. So uh, I'm here to talk about it and why I think <laughs> it's, cool as. it's cool and what I like about it. And maybe we'll listen to some songs or something. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. We're going to um, let's go on a wild ride. Uh, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Listeners, we spent like two hours trying to get the sound set up. So this is going to be a little loop episode. Um, so let's get into the. Fashion for its pedia section. Oh no! <laughs> Tim Allen's gonna come for us now. First, we insulted him on our stand-up comedy episode, and now we, we just lifted the home of is, is he coming because one of you guys ordered some cocaine from him? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Famous coke dealer and snitch, Tim Allen. Uh, so let's get into the passion for its pedia section and talk about punk rock, John. Sure. What is <laughs> punk rock? Right as you take a sip of water, uh, yummy. So um, I would say that that punk rock is a it's a genre of music. Um, I would say that no matter its its um, form, there's like a bajillion different subgenres of punk. It's almost always a reaction against whatever is currently going on. Um, I think Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> Talks a lot about that it was developed in the United States and the Ooh. United Kingdom, and that's boring. God, USA. Oh, USA. God <laughs> save the queen. <laughs> oh, and boy. The land of the brave. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam is crying. All Adam has done for the it's past a, five minutes is just like rub his eyes and just like. It's been a good run, folks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been, been a great fun. run. Um, but yes. Uh, as as we steal from Wikipedia, right? Know, punk punk is purportedly starting in the U.S. slash the U.K. Right. So it's an interesting discussion that's not really that interesting, except for <laughs> people cool. who. So think- let's talk about it for twenty minutes. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, so really, I think that uh, and and some people might get mad even saying that it's just a genre of music that it's an ethos or a lifestyle. Uh, and those people are insufferable. Um, <laughs> Luckily, John is not one of those that's, people. That's so. right. Uh, it's pretty much just a, a genre of music, and it's it's. Uh, developed uh, from the United States, so starting out with the proto-punk, what we now call the proto-punk genre, which would have been the MC5, uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, Uh, and uh, the monks, uh, a couple mm, other like the garage. No, nope. <laughs> hey, hey, <we're> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> People say that we play punk music, but we're too busy singing. So now we can have an interesting <laughs> argument, one of those interesting, not interesting arguments about whether the monkeys are punk rock <laughs> and then whether Green Day's punk rock. Oh, well, or, yeah. so, so, and then it really gets the evolution of punk rock. If I'm reading Wikipedia correctly and my right. own knowledge of punk rock correctly, is that the evolution of punk rock goes to like true punk bands like Newfound Glory <laughs> and Blink 182. Well, those are the godfathers, certainly. <laughs> They they laid the foundation for 
I heard Daft Punk is uh, a <laughs> yeah, real good. Oh, that's Jesus. right. <laughs> they are playing at my house, um, so uh, I heard that. Uh, uh, right. I didn't mean to interrupt with a hilarious joke, but please continue. No, that's fine. So you start. So you start off with just like basically like what's garage rock? It's loud and uh, and abrasive and simple. Um, and then it grows into like the 77, 76 punk scene uh, in New York and the United Kingdom. Um, then you're talking about uh, the Ramones, the New York Dolls, the Sex Pistols overseas, the Clash, the Damned. Um, and then uh, the uh, punk sort of goes into the suburbs and then you get the hardcore scene and you get a bunch of like other splintering of groups. Um, uh, another uh, sort of revival comes around again in the 90s with the pop pop punk revival from like no effects and um the offspring and green day and sort of a mainstreaming of punk and then evolving further that that strand will go into <laughs> this is, is this exciting is this interesting at all i mean i by feel now, like i'm just saying things by now the listeners have heard our model trains episode and comic books episode <laughs> oh, gosh. so this is exactly what those episodes were yes. like which were very interesting but john let's go back a little bit let's yeah. do that because you're you're just like adam talking about dave matthews band yes. you want to zoom right ahead and this, I'm, is, I'm this is why i love john as a guest because uh, he and i get each other <laughs> you get right down to business where i have these facts and i'm going to say them into um, this microphone <laughs> so while it's true that i don't know that many punk bands or don't re- haven't really listened to punk i'd being a guitar player and reading all about guitar and studying guitar, I do know that punk rock kind of started as like a direct reaction to, and no effects has a song called the dinosaurs will die. But a lot of punk rock bands were kind of a direct reaction to the bloated rock shows of like Led Zeppelin, the who, right. That's right. John Lennon, all those kind of, um, hippie spacey bands that were kind of just like spending millions and millions and millions of dollars, um, for their shows and stuff. Uh, and then punk rock kind of showed up in garages and in houses and right. were just like kicking ass and taking names and ripping dicks off. So yeah, that's, that's I, right. It was a total rejection <laughs> of sort of the prog rock, big arena rock movement right. that was happening in the, in the mid to late seventies. And it was taking, let's strip down, get rid of like all this orchestral shit, all this, like this crazy prog rock technical stuff. And we're going to strip it down to guitars and drums and bass and screaming vocals sometimes and just strip rock and roll down to its elements and play it as fast and as loud as we can. Dope as hell. So what was the, I understand it from a music, from a musician standpoint of why you wanted to do that, but what do you think was, I mean, punk rock, it's not exactly a small subculture, if you Mm -hmm. will. So like, what do you think has gotten people into it? Like back in the 60s and 70s, people were like, yeah, I don't want to listen to Lennon and, you know, The Who. I want to go listen to some terribly recorded, you know, Mm. super fast paced, you know, guy screaming to a microphone with, with a with a guitar wailing in the background. Like what 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 was that? <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is is just in punk. Just whenever it manifests in our culture in the, in all those different forms, it, it's just a rejection of whatever's currently going on. So it's the people who look around and they look at the music and they're like, "This doesn't turn me on." Like. I don't like the fucking scorpions. I don't like rush. Like this doesn't do anything for me. I want something loud and fast and something I can 
you know, run around and, and fight too. Oh um, God. <laughs> and that's fight, what they John? want. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. John is like eight feet tall, so he will oh, wreck both of our jobs. That's super awesome. And I, I think it's interesting for for me at least. Is it? You know, not having not having much familiarity with punk music, if you will, but being an avid like metal right. listener is like the the genesis of a lot of the bands I've listened to. All like you ask them, you know, who who are your influence? Who are your influences? And a lot of them cite punk bands as being influenced in it. Right. And, and that became so sort of uh, when punk and metal were sort of coming around at, around the same time, like in the 80s or whatever, there was sort of a division in those scenes. Um, but I think especially with the thrash bands like Metallica yeah. and Anthrax brought in a lot of the hardcore punk influence of like playing fast. Where like metal is is more um, at its base is more technical of a genre than punk is, right. I think. Um, but um, a lot of those metal bands influenced. Oh, God. There's a ghost. <laughs> There's a ghost. <laughs> Hello. Come on in. John it's the ghost of... John Lennon. <laughs> oh. He's pissed off. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I want to John this. Lennon. <laughs> oh. I'm a Beatle. It's kind of hard to be a Beatle. You, know? you don't always want to hold someone's hand. You know, they come up to you, these girls, and they want you to hold their hands. And you don't always want to hold their hands. Sometimes you're oh, a ghost. You, know? <laughs> you can't. You're not corporeal. You know? Well, it's really like, hard to say corporeal and a Liverpoolian <laughs> accent, you know. Well, John, uh, this is a weird, uh, weird uh, happenstance, but could you let jo uh, John Evans get back on the microphone? Oh, all right. Yes, okay. Well, all right. Good. See you. Goodbye. I'm John Lennon from the Beatles. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Drums. <laughs> did, did you say drums? Hey, guys. I'm back. Wow. John, you took such a long drink of water. Yeah, I had to go away for a while. To a different place that's not here. <laughs> I don't know why you would ever want to, do to an, that. He went away for a while to an octopus's uh, garden. That's oh, right. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but talking about, let's get back down to business because you know that's what I'm all about. Um, speaking of like Metallica and stuff, the playlist that you provided. Yes. Um, you know, listening to some of the bands like the Misfits and. Um, other things you could, I could clearly hear and talking to you after you provided the playlist and saying, Oh, I really liked this stuff. And you were like, Oh, that's, you know, like hardcore, right? Like classic American hardcore. And it's like Metallica, sharp eared listeners may remember our Metallica episode, but Metallica to me has always been like a punk metal band that, right. especially their first album, Kill 'em All. Yeah. Um, yeah. really was just like, punk i mean thrash metal ultimately but punk metal and i'm a i'm a big metallica fan too oh, yeah. um, and so and actually a lot of how i got into punk comes from metallica and comes from that covers album that they did i was gonna say because you did um you provided on the playlist the um free speech for the dumb right from discharge uh, which metallica covered and right. then metallica covered um die 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 my darling right however many dies are in there um by the misfits and then you I put the other one. They also covered Green Hell and Death Comes Ripping. Right, yeah. As like one track. Yeah. And I put Death Comes Ripping on that playlist. Which was awesome. Anyway, um, so do, is there anything else you wanted to say about punk rock music? 
Oh, there's so much I can I say mean, about we, well, and so like so, because um, we can start talking about the kind of history of punk, but obviously something that what will be more interesting <laughs> will be in a, hearing about how you discovered punk yeah. rock music. Yeah, okay. So let's get into like um, knowing that kind of brief history. Listeners, if you don't know what fucking punk rock music is, then you probably aren't listening to this episode. <laughs> the, the, well, the the challenge of, de- of, of defining what punk rock is is... Uh, uh, one for the ages and it's another one of those <laughs> insufferable discussions that's really awful to have that like music critics sit around and are like uh, what is it punk rock is <laughs> it uh, oh hello it's me John Lennon and I've got I've changed my accent up quite a bit it's more like a Johnny Rotten now uh, and so I've been learning about punk rock and I learned how to talk like Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols isn't it and so isn't it indeed isn't it indeed uh, by Ghost of John Lennon <laughs> so so as we kind of get into John's story, like, or, or I don't know which John we're talking about. <laughs> any of them. Um, but like John, what, what is kind of out of like, like the playlist you gave this, what is kind of a quintessential punk song? Oh, see, I was afraid you were going to ask me this. So yes. I would, I would pick, so it's actually not a song that's on that playlist, but for me, it's the Ramones Blitzkrieg bop. Uh, which I didn't put on that playlist because I figured you guys have heard that song a bajillion times. It's been on like Pepsi commercials and shit. Would you like us to play it though? Uh, you may. Sure. I give you permission as the executive of the <laughs> Ramones estate <laughs> executor. So this is sort of three chords. Sing along choruses. Um, just three chords, they're ripping through these. He's basically just screaming into the microphone. Um, I think this is like quintessentially like when you break it down, this is this is a punk song. This is punk rock. That's punk rock right there. Oh yeah. So punk rock. Oh boy. <laughs> um I remember the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of people. Awesome. glad to hear. <laughs> Let's call them up. Um, well, cool. Um, I've never heard that song. <laughs> oh, goodness. Just gracious. kidding. Uh, um, so, yeah, with that kind of basis, three chords, sing along choruses, mm-hmm. sing along lyrics. John, let's delve into story time. Woo. Okay. Get your mug of cocoa. What do mm. punk rockers drink when they're when it's a cold, snowy Ooh, night? Forties. Uh, forties. <laughs> oh, All right, everybody, get your like 40s. warm forties. Everybody, get your forty ounces out, poured into a mug or uh, or PBR. Oh, perfect. <laughs> right. um, it did win the blue ribbon. So, oh, nice. Um, have any punk rock bands won blue ribbons? Um, I'm sure they did. <laughs> the State, the fair, State fair. Heaviest punk rock band goes to <laughs> Ooh, Bowling for Soup. Oh, oh that's a nice. joke for people who know <laughs> that know band. Bowling for Soup. I remember their cover of um, '69 <laughs> Yeah, they're a very bad band, but their bass player is a very large boy. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into story time. I got my 40 ounce cracking it open. Colt 45 is now only 32 ounces, which is very sad. 
Pour one out for Colt 45. Um, no. <laughs> Not at all. John, I can't waste those ounces. <laughs> oh, that's true. I only have 32 of them now. Uh, John, let's hear about your your love for punk rock and how you got into punk rock. Okay, so I actually... So I got introduced to punk in a sort of a weird way. Um, I remember reading an article in like a Time magazine or something that was an interview getting ready for the third Harry Potter movie to come out. Wait, what? That's right. <laughs> Harry Potter. What? Yes. So um, the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, was getting ready to come out, and that one was the darkest one in the series so far. That's right. Uh, directed by Alfonso Curran. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Who's an awesome director. But anyway, so I remember reading, uh, I was in middle school, and I was reading an interview uh, with uh, oh, who's the Harry Potter boy? Uh, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah, Daniel I was actually Elijah Wood. I was like, nope, wrong <laughs> fantasy. No, uh, <laughs> so Daniel Radcliffe and he was, they were they were asking him, how are you preparing to uh, for for the darkness of this role? And he talked about he was listening to the Sex Pistols and other punk bands. And oh, I was damn. like, what is this? <laughs> so I went to uh, Kazaa. <laughs> That's the Sex right. Pistols. I went to Kazaa because that was a still second. a thing. That's you right. went to Kazaa? Kazaa. Or Kazaa. <laughs> right. We got him. <laughs> Bring him in. No. <laughs> Major pirate off the streets. I'm going to copyright jail forever. <laughs> we, we made this joke during Gray's uh, Roma episode, I too. I think we made it. <laughs> the joke during the Metallica episode, too. Oh, boy. No one's ever illegally downloaded music no, or anything right, else. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Kazaa. So, right. So did you ever I, use Bear Share? I did use Bear Share. Yes, Lime and wire? Morpheus. I remember LimeWire, yeah, man. LimeWire. Wow. Yeah. Good times, guys. I remember the Napster. Yeah. Napster days. Yeah, I remember my uh, mom stopped listening. <laughs> I remember my older brother <laughs> using Napster. <laughs> um, I forget what he downloaded, though. Uh, anyway, go ahead. So, like, up until that point, I didn't really know music like i didn't have my own taste in music i was just listen to what whatever's on the radio and then like a lot of weird al because i was that kid uh yeah, we were all that kid right weird al is still very anyone relevant. listening to podcasts is probably a big weird al head <laughs> this is awesome i love this right i didn't know <laughs> weird punk rock and weird al right awesome weird al is the most punk rock of pretty much anyone that's probably true, right yeah that's probably right I mean, like, anti-establishment, like, kind of making fun of the music industry. Definitely. He's a parody of parodies. Is is Th- he? Think about that. <laughs> okay. Think about that My for a second. Yeah. Just exploded. <laughs> Whenever he... When, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we'll just we'll abandon the bit. <laughs> we'll do a Weird Al episode another time, Adam. Okay. Uh, continue, John. So, Weird Al, Harry so, Potter, punk right, rock so, music. Uh, so I go to Kazaa and I download the Sex Pistol stuff and I'm Googling like punk rock or probably Yahooing or something at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, ask Jeevesing, what is a punk rock? Um, and so I got a lot of gravel. That's not what I was looking for. That's not that kind of rock. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> cut that one out, please. Edit point. <laughs> I think- All right. Um, Did, wait, were you clapping or were you high-fiving yourself? Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so then I also, my older brother's listening to Green Day's Dookie at this time. So I'm, I'm getting that exposure. Um, and I'm also starting guitar lessons at around that time. And my guitar teacher was big into like teaching you how to play songs that you liked. Nice. And, oh, and also this time, Good Charlotte was big. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So I'm also listening to Good Charlotte. And I bring styles of the rich and the famous. They are always complaining. complaining. Always complain. We don't, 
We don't need musical interludes when we have Daniel. That's right. (laughs) It's true. Uh, They're from Maryland. (laughs) Fun fact. The more you know. (laughs) The more you know. All right. Uh, No, I'd like to hear more about Good Charlotte. Uh I remember their one album that came out around that time that had the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous right. on it. That song and Anthem, right? Yeah. This is the anthem. Throw all your hands oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Right? Okay. So, <laughs> all right, I'm so I take it. one of those songs to my guitar teacher, and I'm like, I want to learn this. And he's like, this fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> what a great guitar teacher. Yeah. And he goes, no, he's like, check out this band called Bad Religion and their song, American Jesus, and I'll teach you how to play that next week. And so I do... And it ruled. So then I get into bad religion and like, there's this kid in my class. I can't remember his name now, but um, anyway, shout out kid in my class. (laughs) Wherever you are. Uh, But (laughs) I hope you can feel this. (laughs) He was into like AFI before AFI became like a real like gothy band. um, Like they did in like the mid 2000s. They were like, they started off as like a hardcore band. That so, means I um, got into AFI when they were real gothy. Nice, yeah. terrible band. The uh, December <laughs> Underground era, Miss yeah. Murder era. That's their post hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so he got me into them. So then I get into them. And then I go into high school and get into uh, even more stuff. So you were like a punk rocker in high school? Yeah, pretty much. Like I was in the, our school was kind of small. Yeah. Um, and so like, we just had like one click of like the goth kids, the metal kids and the punk kids or whatever, like all hung out, like the black t-shirt kids all kind of hung gotcha. out together. So I was like in that group. Nice. Um. So yeah. So like, I also got into like heavy metal and, and like all of the other shit that goes on. Cool. With those groups, all the hot topic bands. Oh yeah. And then... <laughs> I love, I love that category. Yeah. The, John, the internet is big. The internet's big at that time. And so I'm getting into all sorts of other bands just by reading articles and shit and finding. Because that's the thing. One of the things that I like about it, punk is like you have to look for it. Like you have to want to find it and like dig into it. Like I can remember buying CDs and going through the liner notes and like finding bands. Um, I would carry like a list in my wallet of like CDs that I wanted for nice. whenever I would go to the used CD store to like Amen. try to find new bands and when stuff. When you don't have a smartphone, what else are you going to do? Right, right. This is pre-smartphone yeah. times. I'm an old, old man. We're all old, old men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, so getting into punk, what kind of, and, and your the talk about the history of punk, you kind of touched on different subjects and different subsets of punk, mm. which could be an entirely, a whole podcast yeah. subject or a whole podcast dedicated to just the subsets of punk. Yes. Um, but kind of what types of punk rock music did you gravitate towards? So like, yeah. So like I started out with sort of that early stuff and the more poppy kind of mainstream stuff. Like I was talking about green day, sex pistols, Ramones. Um, and then I started getting into some more of the more of like hardcore punk stuff when I got into high school. So now you're talking about black flag, uh, the circle jerks, um, uh, Minor Threat, Bad Brains, uh, Gorilla Biscuits, those kinds of bands. Mm. Cool. So those are more like hardcore, stripped down. Um, it it sort of uh, it's it's much angrier than uh, than like the punk that came before it. So that early punk is more snotty than it is angry. I'd snotty. say it's such yeah. a good way to describe it because that like listening to the playlist that you provided, it's just like snotty voices i'm trying to do it but i can't that's more hardcore right there but 
Um, I'm real tired, guys. <laughs> um, it's only three o'clock or four o'clock. In the I know. Afternoon. I know. So we, then, uh, and then hardcore is also it's a reaction again against what's going on at that time, which is Reagan and the '80s and this sort of illusion that everything's okay when really, you know, the mo- the more marginalized in our society are becoming more and more marginalized. And well, I mean, he was the greatest. Pre- that's, well, that's right. Save for the president we have now, he was the greatest president that's ever. Right. So, ooh, relevant political joke. Ooh. Uh, I mean, you guys, I'm starting to regret voting for Donald Trump. I think, <laughs> I think some of his policies may not be that good. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay this out here. I know it's a little harsh, but rather than the commander in chief, he could should be called the tweeter in chief. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, Daniel, let's stay on topic. This he is, not is our, our president. Let's be respectful. I mean, yes, please. He, uh, I respect the man. Okay, he died for this country. <laughs> oh, hey, hey guys, breaking news. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> punk rock killed Donald Trump. Everybody rejoices. Hashtag making Twitter great again. Um, but uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I had a point, but I was probably going to make another so, Reagan joke. But so right when I get into high school too, it's becoming clear that like there's no WMDs in Iraq, like and yeah. so that politicized me at about that time too. And so uh, at that time, No Effects and Anti Flag both come out with like anti George W. Bush albums. I listened to the War on Errorism a lot. Yeah, and you putting No Effects on the playlist reminded me of that album because um, I listened to that like nonstop for. Like a year. Yeah, it's a great um, album. It's maybe it. it's one of good. the best albums that they've done, and it came pretty late in their career. Yeah. Um, but Anti Flag also put out an album called The Terror State. Um, and both of those were very, like, got me into politics as well as got me further into the music. Um, um, can we briefly touch on that? Because sure. knowing you, you are a very per. You're a very personal person. I you're am. a very political, an activist. You're a political person. Yeah, sure. And so was it punk rock that really got you into that? Yeah, it and was. kind of just the whole situation um, with George Bush and uh, yeah, that's Iraq what, and everything. That's what really turned me on. And again, I don't mean like, to reduce George Bush and Iraq to being just saying George Bush and Iraq and everything. And everything. <laughs> and uh, we can't do tens all. of thousands this, or hundreds this of thousands of lives. This episode ruined. can't be right. 10 hours. So, uh, but talk about how kind of you got into that. So, yeah. So like I was right at the age, I mean, I'm 16, I'm like a freshman in high school and it's, it's, you know, it's becoming pretty much consensus that like, there's no fucking weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And so to me, it's like, that was the whole thing. Like, that's why we're going here. All these people have died. Like kids that I went to high school have enlisted or kids that I was going to go to school with. We're going to enlist in the military and they're going to go over there and die for this lie. Um, and so that, that sort of pissed me off. And, uh, and it pissed a lot of people off too, and they were making a lot of good music back then. And so I got turned into that and tuned onto that. And, uh, and yeah, that that sort of also um, led to me becoming more more political for sure. Cool. Um, that's when that started, uh, and I also got into really big into Rage Against the Machine at that same time. Oh yeah, um, and their album Renegades again, like the Metallica cover album. Yeah, yeah. Um, they covered uh, a Minor Threat song and um, hmm. I think a few other punk songs um, that you know you went and then tracked those down and and found those originals and nice got into it even deeper. Dope as hell. Nice. So, so I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll ask a question to John. Okay. Oh, good. Um, Should we let Adam what ask a is <laughs> what is what your is, favorite color? <laughs> what is God? <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so with you getting into into punk, how did that manifest itself into what like you know you've mentioned before that you were taking guitar lessons? So were you playing in punk bands? Were you? Oh yeah. yeah were you? You know how was that? Manifesting itself other than listening to punk music. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. What? Great question. Great question. A plus. <laughs> All right, so let's yeah. move on. <laughs> this has been uh, the Great Questions podcast. Dan, do you have a great question? Uh, I, well, I already asked mine. What is God? But <laughs> oh, great, great. Thank you. This has been another great episode. Of How about great this questions? One? What if God was one of us? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just blew wow. everyone's minds. Anyway, <laughs> just shat my pants. Uh, yes, talk about your punk bands. Uh, so, so yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, my friends are into the same music at this time or whatever. So, you know, you have your little crew of, of buddies. Um, but I played in a band in high school that we did like a, a battle of the bands. That was the first band that I ever played in. Hell yeah. Um, and I just did like vocals. Did you guys win for that? Uh, no, we did not. We were not very good. Oh, we were man. mostly. There's this guy who played bass at our school who was like a sick bass player, and he wanted a band that he could play guitar in. Yeah, and because punk is easy, and he knew that I was into punk stuff, um, we put together like a little band just so that he could play guitar. Nice. Um, we called ourselves Three Easy Payments uh, after the <laughs> Mitch Hedberg joke nice. about three easy payments and two very difficult payments. <laughs> Uh, I love that actually. <laughs> so uh that's a great name for a band. Um so didn't win Battle of Bands and And, and it was heartbreak. No, it was <laughs> abandoned no. all musical dreams. <laughs> John's love for punk ended there. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so I'm here to talk to you about telling your kids to stay away from the danger of punk rock music. <laughs> Mama, all. don't let your kids that's grow up to be country singers. Uh, but no, then then I went to college and I got um, LinkedIn uh, through Craigslist. Actually, I got LinkedIn through Craigslist, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> How many other <laughs> social media? All <laughs> the social media. Uh, I got connected to these guys through Craigslist, um, and we put together a band that played. Um, it was like a horror. We started out sort of as like a horror punk band that was going to play some like Halloween shows, and then you know as we kept writing stuff, we got away from the horror punk stuff a little bit, but. Um, we played around, we played local shows, uh, and, and then I was in Kentucky. <laughs> That's another part of the story is like, I was not learning about this stuff in like New York city or LA or anything Where like that. The punk bands may be. Right. Right. Uh, so we played all around Kentucky and Indiana and Ohio. Um, and that was a great, that was a great time. I did that all throughout college. Nice. I'm imagining your Craigslist uh, interactions being like a misconnection. It's like you were jamming out to no effects in your car in the, in the Walmart parking lot. Any punk rockers out there? No, we did like a Mail lot of band. <laughs> M for M, musician for musician. <laughs> but a lot of shit you did back then in those days. That was still MySpace. Like you booked a lot on MySpace and oh, yeah. Craigslist. Like. You would get bookings on Craigslist. You would promote shows on Craigslist. Nice. It was it was weird. Yeah. yeah. And MySpace a lot. And like no one else was using MySpace but bands at that point. Right. I think you could still do it on Craigslist. You can still do it on Craigslist. <sighs> well, I think we'll get into your punk rock band a little bit later. Maybe play mm. some of their tracks if you oh, want God. to, of course. Yes. Um, Adam, let's uh, cut John out for a little bit and talk about our experience with punk rock for a little bit. Yeah. Cause this podcast is about us. Yeah. Right. So yeah. screw you, John. Me, well, me, me. I mean, if we want to, but le- I think that'll be a good segue into <laughs> the playlist that John provided. Segui. Um, cause 
what Adam, what has your experience been with punk? I mean, th- this will be a pretty short section, but my, I mean, I am not a punk All right, listener. John, so that was. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> him. I mean, I drove all the way out here. I'm just sitting here waiting. It's going on and on and on and on. Take forever. <laughs> um, but like, at least for me, like I, I have not been a punk listener, if you will. But the more, especially the more I listen to the playlist that John provided us, and and like watching documentaries on a lot of the bands that I currently listen to heavily, it's my relationship with punk punk rock has been very, um, uh, kind of cerebral. Not cerebral. What's the? I don't know. It, uh, it, it's it's kind of kind of a tangential relationship, to okay, gotcha. like because, a parallel relationship. Yeah, because like I, you know, influenced by the bands. Yes, yeah. so like Lamb of God, like actually just came out with uh, you know, their Burn the Priest album, which is kind of like hardcore punk covers with right. a kind of a metal twist onto it. Um, Foo Fighters ain't a twist. <laughs> the Foo Fighters are a much much more like generic rock band, right? Like. Dave and especially like Taylor Hawkins and you know they all get a lot of their influence and still derive a lot of their ideas from punk bands. Right. Um, you know, even like, I'm a huge Rage Against the Machine fan. Um, and then I, John and I were talking about this via the interwebs earlier, Whoa. but like I have a I have a kind of a s- acquaintance friend who started up a punk band called Hostage Calm and That's a good band. And yeah, I had no idea that anyone had heard oh, of wow. them before. It's a good John band. has heard of yeah, the band. Yeah, it's a good wow. band. Awesome. Yeah, I'm but, legit. <laughs> I wasn't included on this interwebs conversation. So but this, this guy is the first this, time I'm hearing of this. <laughs> this guy, Chris Martin, I worked oh, from with Coldplay. Yes. yes. Exactly. Actually, that was that was the joke. So we were down in Guatemala together. I thought I was the only together. one who made the joke. <laughs> <laughs> he actually looks a little bit like Chris Martin, too. Like oh, a slightly stockier it's version. Me, Chris Martin. <laughs> Scientist. Oh, hello, Chris Martin. It's me, John Lennon. Oh, John, it's so good to finally meet your ghost. Oh, it's very nice to yeah. meet you. You want a little bit of kibble and bits? Is that oh. something that we eat over here? It's Dog like, food. It's just like fish and chips, but for dogs. Lord. We don't call them dogs over here, you know no, that? We, we call, call them, them whippy whoppies. Uh, we call them furry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, Chris Martin. John <laughs> Lennon. I wasn't uh, even trying that time. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Perfect impression. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but anyways. <laughs> Before our conscious uncoupling there, we were talking about Chris Martin. <laughs> but yeah, so so uh, Chris Martin, like, we interned together down in Guatemala, and... Um, he and I were talking at one point in time and he was like, yeah, I've got this band. And at this point in time, Chris Martin's like this super straight laced, like very, like dressed very well, like a little bit geeky. Actually, he was an econ, he was a, an econ major at university of Connecticut. Mm. Wicked smart. Like, huh. like, like, I rarely park his car. <laughs> um, but he, he was like, oh yeah, I have this, uh, punk band. I, I have this band <laughs> called hostage Come, And I, and like, we sat in a, in a church in Guatemala mm. and listened to like his demo reel for, for his first album. And then I, I like followed them on Spotify and followed them on SoundCloud at one point in time. It was just, That's and awesome. just like yeah, kept really up good. with what they were doing and they're, cool. they've broken up now, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that much. Like there's a song they do called uh ballot slash stones. That's yeah. like my jam. Like it's a very clash 
song. Uh, it's very political. It's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good song. What's um, the name of the song? Uh, it's uh, it's ballots slash stones. Huh. Uh, um, it's actually off their their debut album. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my relationship with punk punk music, and I I identify a little bit with the scene just because I'm a big metalhead, um, and and I feel like those those two scenes have interwoven themselves at one point. Oh, but definitely. Yeah. Here is Ballots Stones by Hostage. Let's listen. So this has kind of like a world music influence, kind of that I think comes probably from The Clash. Cool. Um, that did a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, it's dope song. Nice. Thank you, Adam. Well, who knew that we would be discovering so much today? I know. We found out that ghosts exist. <laughs> Brit- only British? Oh, only, only British ghosts, yeah. musicians. <laughs> only British musicians. And, they, and, and they, only one ghost. And they one appear, of them was a real person. They <laughs> appear here in Cary, North Carolina. That's right. Oh, strange. Adam strange. gave out our location. What? Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell, tell the people, people that, we, that we were recording Cary. <laughs> well, and then they'll figure out like where in Cary is built on top of a buried British musician's cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> burial ground. <laughs> um, uh, and so, and how about you, Daniel? Like, what was your relationship with punk rock beforehand, or how did you get into it, right. if, if at all? Um, so, my punk rock relation, my relationship with punk rock. Let's start there. It's very. <laughs> it's punk a rock. tender and loving relationship. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I much like John. I kind of really started discovering my musical identity um, at the tail end of mu- middle school, beginning of high school. I was listening to a ton of Green Day and a ton of Blink-182 um, and Green Days. Um, I talked about this on the Metallica episode about musical influences and stuff, but Green Day's American Idiot album came out, and I listened to that like non-fucking-stop and learned every single guitar part on the album yeah. and just like would play through the album when I got home from school like on guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like I remember getting uh, NoFX's War on Errorism and listening to that like nonstop. So listening to NoFX's War on Errorism, but then Metallica came along, and then it was basically like I looked for metal bands mm-hmm. versus punk bands. And yeah, I was really more focused on metal than punk. And really, Green Day and Blink-182 isn't really punk. It's it has the punk three chord bar chord structure um but more pop punk and i remember getting the ramones box set for my birthday one year um (laughs) um, and kind of listened to that a bunch but it was like too old sounding for me yeah um and then you know i as i said before metallica was just like the end of it and i love metallica with all my little boy heart Um, oh, we know Daniel. I know. know. Um, so, like, what you said about like learning to play the songs, I think, is a big part of it for me because, like, I was not a very good guitar player, and still I'm not. So, like, that's one of the cool things about punk is like, it's like learn three chords now, go start a band. Right. And, like, you could play those songs. Um, they're all tuned in E for the most part, so like, <laughs> you don't have to change your guitar tuning. Right. Yeah. Um, and actually, okay, so that's I, I have this weird theory about guitar tunings and Metallica's Uh-oh. popularity. Oh god, because Metallica 
All right, we're going to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> you can cut it out. You can cut it out later. No, no, I want. want to talk about it. Uh, Metallica, those first three albums are basically all in E. Yeah. And that's like the hardest shit that you can play without having to change your guitar Very true. tuning. And so I think a lot of like why a, a, a big part of their popularity is that people obsessively listen to those songs to learn how to play them. Yeah. Um, so that, and they don't even have to change the tuning. Yeah. I mean, and that that's what kind of really helped me get into Metallica was wanting to learn how to play their songs on guitar and, and not being able to play most of them because they're extremely hard to play. Right. Um, and even just learning a couple songs really made me try and like learn more about Metallica. Um, and maybe if I'd found different punk bands, that would have been um, something that I would have wanted to have learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I am now learning about punk rock and, I'm just so glad and so thankful that you're here, John. Yeah, but then you learn how to play guitar the right way as well, opposed to me. You try to <laughs> learn true. it. Playing punk rock and can't do anything. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so let's get into the playlist. But first, do you guys want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Certainly. All right, let's take a little break. Uh, listeners, we will be right back. Don't move from your armchairs and your punk rock armchairs. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. You are, of course, listening to Passion Fruits Podcast, a passion project for passionate people. We have been talking extensively about punk rock music and John's love for punk rock music. But now, let's get into the playlist that John provided for us. So, similar to other music band episodes, yes. um, John very kindly curated a playlist for us, yes. and we listened to it. We thankfully. did listen to it. Uh, we did take a rec- someone's recommendation. Had to be someone else's. Couldn't be our own. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, so I, I think we're going to go through and, and talk a little bit about which songs kind of stood out to us and why, if you will. Yeah. At least from my perspective, I'd noticed some slightly disturbing trends among my about the songs I gravitated towards. Oh, God. <laughs> what are you... What? <laughs> so, what I put together for y'all is basically just, like, starting at, like, the more... Like, starting at, like, the beginnings of punk, going through to uh, hardcore, both American and a little bit of British, and then going into sort of the 90s skate punk kind of era, a little bit into sort of the post-hardcore stuff, and then into sort of what's going on now and uh, just sort of the stuff that I like about it. So just to give you a taste of like all sorts of different genres and things. And it's all stuff after sort of the first era of like Ramon sex pistols damned. I don't think any of these bands are on like major label bands. So I did all stuff that you'd have to like search for that you might not necessarily know. Got so. it. Um, Adam, would you like to start kind of talking about a song? Sure. So I, I was just listening to this on my bike ride earlier but uh teenage anarchist by against me yeah um so one second let me pull pull that one up here do we want to talk over it or let it play and then we talk about it or? we we usually talk we usually play just a little bit and then okay um, Do you remember 
So, Adam, what really kind of like spoke to you in this song? I, as I listened through the playlist, um, I guess as I was listening through the playlist, um, I actually had I uh, don't don't get angry, John. I actually had it on shuffle. Oh, that's okay. Um, oh my god! So I Jesus was like bouncing Christ. back and forth. John, no way. That's John, okay. No. I, I, <laughs> um, and funny, like this popped up like second mm. on, on the play so at, at one point in time, and so mm. th- this was actually a point in time where I was able to kind of take out my phone and look at what was playing. Right. It's like, oh, I like this song. Like, it's not the punk I usually associate with punk. I mean, mm-hmm. like. They're not screaming. They're you know right. fairly fairly melodic, if you will. And you'll you know what I noticed on through is that the more uh, melodic type punk songs are the ones that I gravitated towards. Nice, um, which which is interesting because I love. Eh, I, I was trying to compare it to my metal listening, and. I, I do like a lot of melodic death metal, like in flames and stuff mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. But then at the other hand, at the other end, I like really, really heavy shit. Like, you know, like Dave Matthews, band. like Dave Matthews. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Got him. Got him, everybody. <laughs> so I, I think maybe what you're liking about it is the poppiness. Of oh, it, yeah. That it's, it's very poppy. And, and it's part of a new wave of that. I don't know if there's a name for it. Yeah, I've heard it called org core after punknews.org, which is a famous uh, or like a, a well-known website that recommends bands like this. But Interesting. Uh, Against Me is one of the sort of better known bands of this sort of new pop punk that's sort of underground. Uh, sort of the Lawrence Arms out of Chicago kind of started that sound. And Against Me, like I said, one of the better known ones. I'd put the Menzingers and Pup and um, Teenage Bottle Rocket and Idols uh, in those categories, even though Idol says that they're not a punk band. Uh, I think they're in that same sort of school. So when you say... Sorry. I, I, I actually have a question for John. Okay. Like, for those in the punk scene, so to speak, so mm. the more poppy punk stuff, yeah. like, it, sound, it sounds a little more like Teeny Bopper to me, kind of, mm. kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so the, my question is... What do like hardcore punk enthusiasts think about the more poppy stuff? Is it like it's like oh fuck that? It it I I view it as the relationship between like new metal mm. and like death metal. Like all the death metal guys are like fuck new metal. You know, right. corn's yeah, the worst. Slipknot's basically destroying met, uh, metal for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at least for me, like I appreciate both. Right. Um, so how You're about you? Dumb. So there's there's a class of of that that exists of like the new metal which I would put as like the like 2000s era pop punk of like your Blink-182 Sum 41 Simple Plans mm. oh, um, as life. sort of like the right, the true <laughs> TRU <laughs> with umlauts um, um, true punk rock right right so I'm that's a dick I'm addicted to yeah. you the stu- all my the stuff my wife thought that likes. was really funny yeah I love you <laughs> honey <laughs> Because <laughs> he says he's a dick. Yeah, my yeah. dad's like, <laughs> your music is stupid, dick. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He never said nah, that. Nah, dog, I didn't like that. Nah, dog. <laughs> um, but no, but the so the Ramones, the Ramones are like pretty much, I would say, widely considered to be one of the first punk bands, and they thought they were a pop band. And what they're really playing is like the '50s pop 
uh, or fifties, like rock mm. and roll stuff that was popular. So it comes, so there's a certain element of that in sort of the different subgenres and the different sounds of punk, um, that poppiness. Um, and I think even like hard, like even hardcore kids will like some of that. Um, it's just, I, I think a big part of it is it's a, it's a genre that you have to like, pour your passion into in order for it to sound good. Pour your passion fruit into That's yeah. right. Pour your passion fruit into That's right. <laughs> well done. Dan. Nice. Thank you. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't even uh, mean to do that, but okay. <laughs> uh, but no, like, and you can tell when a band, when it's not about that for them, like the music isn't everything for them. And it's a genre that sort of demands from its performers that you give everything, um, including uh, oftentimes like literal blood and spit uh, to your audience. So, um, and kind of, this is just my ignorance about punk music, but calling it pop punk, is that more just because the vocals are more melodic, more clear? It's more melodic, more catchy. Okay. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, like half the bands would probably call themselves different genres right. that I've just grouped together, but yeah. So okay. I, I put them there because I think they've got catchy choruses. They're sort of more uh, pop structured in their songs. You and know, are verse, they like, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Are they more like personal, like... You talk about how they're singing about like they're very like passionate. Yeah, they're that, more like personal about like girls and like yes, that, driving that, around. Yeah, that's a, girls. that's another good point. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> that's a very good point. Thank you. So, uh, and a lot of pop punk, especially, yeah, is is more personal. It's more navel gazy and introspective, and especially sort of this new school of stuff. It mixes a lot of politics stuff with it, um, but you get sort of in the in like the '70s stuff and the and the hardcore stuff is a lot of anger uh that's either political or or um uh i don't know i'm blanking now so no uh, no but yeah uh so (laughs) so yeah it's it's, uh, yeah sometimes more political but gotcha um, i know i mean that's because as we've said multiple times there's so many subsets of um punk music that just saying pop punk well is that just punk that's it sounds stupid to just say this but is that punk that's popular but like what really truly makes it pop punk but that was adam that was a song that i also enjoyed quite a bit um yes high five. Oh god oh yeah high uh, fived. What, what's cool about against me is they come from a folk punk background like their first Dope. album is called reinventing axel rose and it's a really good folk punk album and i didn't put any folk punk on this playlist <laughs> that's it my shit <laughs> i i like it um but it's a very specific genre and it's very weird and very different from huh. everything else i would say yeah um so but I yeah love that folk f- music <laughs> but yeah if you like uh if you like this stuff you'd probably like their first album adam likes true folk music like dave matthews band concert. that's right <laughs> I'm sorry. It's got an acoustic guitar. It's folk music, right? Fleet Foxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you mind if I talk about a song? Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, could you play? Uh, we talked about it earlier, but uh, Misfits' "Death Comes Ripping" because that's like knowing how heavily influenced Metallica was. We'll let the song play. So I was gravi- kind of gravitated towards this song first thing. I 
listened through the playlist like start to finish and then gravitated towards the misfits a little bit more um just because i know that metallica and specifically cliff burton was so heavily influenced by the misfits which is kind of interesting um that cliff burton was because he was a very melodic almost like classical bass player yeah when he yeah. played for when he was playing in metallica um and then to um kind of be influenced by the misfits but um can you i've listened to a couple misfit songs but most of it has been through the lens of metallica so okay. can you talk about the misfits a little bit so yes so the misfits is one of <laughs> teach my us. Teach yeah, us, and, John. <laughs> and you have to be very careful if you're just wading into their discography because there's a lot of shit in there <laughs> cool um and there's a lot of gold in there too but um so uh the misfits are uh what you call a horror punk band. They basically invented the genre um, where their lyrics are mostly about um, shit from horror movies gotcha. and like kind of geeky, lame shit, uh, but they make it cool. Um, and then they play like super fast and loud, obviously, and, and put there's a, a bit of a metal element in the way they play. Um, but especially the, the, the song that I put on there is from uh, when they had more of a, a hardcore sound when they were they were really speeding up and trying to go fast. Gotcha. Um, but the uh, the band uh, was started by Glenn Danzig, uh, mm. who went on to make the band Danzig. Oh yeah. Um, and is sort of a, a meme, uh, getting punched <laughs> out and buying kitty litter and basically everything he does. And I'm, is ridiculous because he's a ridiculous person. Well, and I've listened to. Danzig a lot um but Danzig like his the band Danzig is so much different right. than the Misfits um it's sorry. more bluesy yeah, yeah totally uh and he's so much more of a crooner yes. than most yeah. on those albums he's punk rock Elvis yeah that's a yeah. yeah nice um but yeah so the reason I say you have to be careful is that there's a few like key bands like this in punk but they broke up and it was not a happy breakup and Jerry only continued the bass player. Jerry only continued the band on, and they re have released a bunch of shit. Some with this kid Michael Graves singing that some people like, but is really just garbage. Gotcha. And some with Jerry <laughs> Tell only us how singing, you really feel, John. which is also really just garbage <laughs> because all the later Misfits are about is about selling T-shirts and wow. like binders and shit. Um, so <laughs> I like everything, like Jerry only will slap a logo on anything. Yeah. Um, these are funny jokes for people who know what I'm talking about. Well, we know. Um, I, right. Right. I mean, the, cause the misfits, despite being not mainstream punk or not mainstream, their logo is very, everywhere. very mainstream. Everywhere. Right. You, I mean, black flag is another one of those where like Justin Bieber, I think will wear like a black flag shirt well, and shit. Yeah. And like, nothing's more punk than Justin Bieber. That's right. No, <laughs> I'm just saying they're other iconic. Than Blink 182. Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, so then, so an, an album that you would suggest to the misfits, would it, would it be? So, um, this one is on earth. AD, no, I don't remember, uh, what album this one is on. This one is good one. Hold the on, purple can, and green one. I can scroll up. Earth AD slash die, die, my darling. Right. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of stuff came out after they broke up. So they have sort of a weird discography, but any of their early stuff, Earth AD is really good. Cool. Um, and yeah, so nice. I, would, I would look into their, um, those first albums. Be careful with the collections albums because those are, those are also tricky. Gotcha. Um, go ahead, Adam. Sure. So, uh, the other two I'm going to, I'm going to talk about in, in tandem, but it, the first one was, 
After the Party by the Menzingers. Yeah. And then I'm the One by the Descendants. Oh, yeah. I'm so, the One. So I'm going to play I'm the One because I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> So I think that's hilarious for a couple of reasons because it's basically a, an entire song about being friend zoned. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I, the, it's that combined with the other song, which I won't play, but after the party by the Menzingers, but it's like this, uh, John made some notes in the Google doc we were using, but at least I'm the one, the descendants, uh, you said it was the biggest influence on the two thousands wave of pop punk, like some 41 newfound glory. That kind yeah. Of th- so those guys owe basically their whole career to the descendants. So the descendants basically put the pop back in hardcore. Um, so you have the hardcore movement come and make punk really, really inaccessible to most people. <laughs> Perfect. Right. And then the descendants come along and they put the melody back in it. They put hooks back in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and they sort of inspire, they'll, they'll inspire sort of the 90s wave of um, skate punk bands like NoFX and Pennywise mm-hmm. and Offspring. Um, but really the next wave of like those bands of Blink-182, Sum 41, those bands that broke through, um, basically owe their whole careers to the sound that the Descendants came up with. I, I just thought it was very, I, I, I was listening to it while I was riding on a trail and I almost crashed because I was laughing. Right. So <laughs> it was just like, I'm the one, like basically the, like the lyrics Boil down to the guys you're dating are terrible, but yet you want you know you always just call me your friend. Blah 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 blah. Right. And this is this very self-deprecative and very self-pitying yes. sound. He's the which, nice guy. Yeah, which is right. which is so annoying. Tips fedora. But, but he's it sounds like they do it a, like a little bit tongue in cheek. Yes, yeah. He's yeah. he's definitely winking. Um, the the descendants are a weird band in terms of lyrical content because. They do a lot of this became like really popular in the, the hardcore scene that they were operating in at that time to do really short songs, like we're talking sub ten second songs. <laughs> and so they have some where they're just like, Hey, or coffee or whatever. Uh, and they, they write songs about coffee. They wrote there's like a skit on one of their songs about going to Wiener Schnitzel. Um, the the lead singer ends up going and getting a doctorate. And I think Jesus. like uh, chemistry or something. That's awesome. Yeah. He's super smart. And a lot of the, that band is about like being a, a dork or a geek. Huh. Um, so uh, that's a, that's a very interesting band and uh, uh, really like uh, shows that you're more moving towards the punk or the pop punk sound of things is more yes. like what, what's clicking with, uh, yeah. with Adam. Um, when were the descendants? Are they still active? Uh, I think they are. Yeah, they just put out an album not too long ago. They were like in that '80s hardcore scene in LA, like around the same time as Black Flag. Gotcha. Um, okay. So they're uh, actually the drummer for the Descendants was um, their their main drummer, Bill Stevenson, was part of one of my favorite lineups of Black Flag. Um, at the same time, at about the time that Black Flag was recording My War, I think um, Bill Stevenson was playing in both bands. Gotcha. Um, so. So I have another comment and or question, yes. and it relates back to my prior question. Uh, but it's like the the pop punk type. So you said it made 
like the descendants made hardcore more accessible. Yeah. Um, what do people think about punk being more accessible? Because I think that's one of the like metal. And once I'm going to compare this to the metal scene, but like the metal scene kind of prides itself on being like, you don't get what I'm listening right. to. Right. And, you know, any band that tries to reach out and grab a larger audience and not scrape by an eating ramen in between shows, right. <laughs> they're like, you sold out, you're terrible, blah, 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 right. blah. So, what, so what's I, your impression of that? I, I think there's there's different thoughts. There's different schools of thought on that in punk. Like you can have like people in like crust punks who are like the super hardcore mm. kids that like live on the street and like have all their clothes like patched together and stuff and listen to like the like craziest noise music you've ever heard. Like <laughs> they probably would look down on and maybe not. I don't know. I feel like I'm judging crusties unfairly. Uh, I think it just depends on who there. you are. Right. Sorry. <laughs> train Sorry kids. <laughs> Feature dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> But no, but so I I think there are probably people that do think like that. I I don't put a lot of like if stuff sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's how most people are because the the sort of the bands that I was telling you about these later bands um, that are more pop punk, I think are are mostly accepted as like punk bands. Like gotcha. I, I don't think there's that sort of stigma gotcha. about being catchy. No one's confusing them with Taylor Swift. Well, that's, no, that's right. She's a country singer wait wait until she brings, <laughs> she? A, brings out her next <laughs> album she's officially pop now oh my Watch god. she's gonna make the transition into punk it's gonna be awesome oh my god that'd be amazing she'll be the next avril lavigne <laughs> another true punk <laughs> um right, do you mind then. if i talk about a song yes i do mind oh, all right, john well minds more more specifically mm, john <laughs> i don't mind um could we for. talk about too drunk to fuck by dead kennedy yeah <laughs> And not fucking Buck Cherry or some stupid fucking band put out a different song called Too Drunk to Fuck <laughs> and they're stupid. Went to a party and it's a night and it's 16 beers on the side of the bar fight but I'm chilling you're out of luck I'm rolling down the stairs too drunk to fuck so in kind of talking about your discussion about the Ramones and kind of punk in yes. the early stages, uh, I can see how with that song with the Dead Kennedys just screaming too drunk to fuck has a very sing along kind of chorus and I would sing it in my car um, going into work. Um, and driving around. Um. <laughs> Daniel's theme song. Too drunk to fuck. That one will get you in trouble with the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play it at work, luckily. Um, so what would you... And that's... And it, the guitar line on that is kind of interesting because it's almost like a surf rock right, right. guitar line. Um, how would you categorize... I, I know that it's stupid to categorize punk, but, but what else are we going to do? Well, that, and, no, that's a big and, part of it. What, uh, and what we're talking about is, you know, you're schooling us on punk. Right. And Adam is kind of gravitating towards. And I've definitely enjoyed the pop punk stuff that you provided for us. But in gravitating towards some of the more hardcore stuff, what would you categorize the 
Dead Kennedys ad. So that's good. And uh, I picked this song in particular because the dead. You, this was what you wanted to happen on the that, podcast. That's right. You wanted that's to get right. so drunk that you got <laughs> that, home and that you couldn't. Fuck. Well, I, I, I didn't want you guys to fuck me because that's what normally happens <laughs> well, when I hang out with you. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to broadcast so, it to the world, John, but sure, if we're going to go there, is we're going to go there. Uh, um, <laughs> Wait, why aren't both of you all shirts off? Oh, man. <laughs> you guys just get I'm not drunk right? enough yet. <laughs> I'm too drunk. Uh, sorry, go ahead. So, uh, so, right. So I picked this song, and uh, so most of the dead Kennedy stuff is very political. This song is not, but it's still sort of tongue in cheek shows sort of the humor of that band. But I picked it because it straddles the line that the dead Kennedy straddled, which was between that old guard of like the Ramones, the sex pistols, the damned and the new um, hardcore kids that were coming up. So the dead Kennedy sort of started with one foot in that 70s sound and end up in the hardcore space by it's sort of the end of their career. Um, and they are, um, a San Francisco band, which puts them sort of away from the LA hardcore scene where that sound is developing with bands like Black Flag and the Circle Jerks. They've got sort of a different thing going on. And surf rock, specifically what you asked, um, being from a California band, obviously something that they grew up hearing a lot right. and was very popular in that area. Um, and you'll see a lot of like California punk bands, um, uh, even like the 70s wave of, of those bands incorporating some of that surf sound. Um, the album that this song is off of, the, and kind of, and, uh, words, it is a, it's a, like a best of compilation. You go, okay, gotcha. That, that's on Spotify. Okay. So just <laughs> Got it. Well, that's good to know because yeah. I'm, when Adam and I have talked about it on a music band episodes, but I'm a very heavily album guy like if i'm listening to music i'm listening to an album and not a playlist so i so, will yes the here's the dead kennedy's album to listen to the dead <laughs> the best of the, the, Ken- the, the right. no it's like <laughs> listen to legend by bob marley okay. right? <laughs> right. it's not it's kind of but it is a live album they recorded an album live at the deaf club that only came out in like the 2000s because it was like a lost tape or something or like they didn't have the rights for it forever and it finally came out and it is a great recording they hit like most of their biggest songs nice um and it's it's a really well done recording and it's something i think if there are other dead kennedys fans out there that haven't heard that recording because i think a lot of people missed it when it came out um, because it came out so long after their career basically ended um go and listen to live at the deaf club with the dead kennedys because it's a really great live album i'll admit one of my kind of hangups with punk, and I know that this is like the least punkish thing to say, but sometimes the production oh yeah, gets to me. It's very like, bad. Yes, and and I don't need like clean, crisp everything, but I like like the audio on this podcast. Yes, <laughs> I like self plug. Yeah, <laughs> nice work. Um, I really like well produced stuff, and I know that's like you know. The whole idea of punk was to not spend millions of dollars right. on recording an album. Um, so that's kind of been one of my biggest hangups on punk is like uh, well, shitty recordings. Yeah, I think it gets back to that accessibility thing yeah. of, of you know, you, you want people to listen to your music, but you're also making music for yourself. Right. But right. if if your band sounds terrible, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. why would anyone want to listen to your music? Right. right. And, and nobody wanted to put these guys out. So DIY and the DIY ethos becomes a huge part of punk 
in the hardcore era because um, these bands are having to um, Minor Threat and Ian Mackay is starting Discord Records in Washington, D.C. to put out Shout Minor out Threat DC. stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, and so they're paying for their own recording, so they're not spending a lot of money on them um, and paying to put everything out themse- themselves. At the same time, Greg Ginn and Black Flag is starting SST in Los Angeles, uh, another like sort of indie label, and getting these distribution deals set up. And so like doing everything yourself becomes part of it. And unfortunately part of that is pretty shitty production. (laughs) Adam, we are running long. Yes. But are there any other particular songs you would like to highlight? Yeah. Not even just play, but like highlight while we, um, start, start wrapping up, shutting down shop. Um, I I think, you know, one of the ones that I liked was new noise by refused and John comment that, that, so the album title is literally the shape of, punk to come it's the shape right? of punk to come right? and apparently it literally is yeah kind of and, and this is a more like hardcore-esque yes song. yeah so this is this is a band that's coming out at the end of sort of it's the dying grasp of uh, gasp of the 80s punk hardcore punk sound and it's the start of something new which is sort of that screamo post-hardcore sound that becomes really popular in like the mid 2000s mm-hmm. um bands like under oath and um from first to last and Chiodos and those kinds of bands are getting a lot from refused. Um, but like refused and, um, at the drive-in gosh, at the drive-in and the refused are sort of doing this avant-garde, like very musical hardcore sound, um, that goes on to sort of influence those others. And then obviously at the drive-in, that guy gets huge going to be in Mars Volta. I was going to say, cause okay. Yeah. At the drive-in, would you consider that punk? Cause I almost, and that, you know, right. um, thank you. I am right. Usually, um, <laughs> it's a good, no, just say it's a good question. Um, cause it's like that. And I listening Indeed. to your playlist, it almost was like, Oh wait, I've been listening to maybe what some people consider punk, you know, before, but right. like, you know, it's just, again, classifying it as whatever you want it to be. is like rock. Sure. Mm-hmm. Rock, rock music. I think, I, I think they are. I think they are a punk band. Um, uh, more, maybe more of a hardcore band, obviously, or, you know, they might classify themselves differently, both refused and, and at the drive-in, I think are, are two sides of the same coin. Gotcha. Um, and then an- another song was Dinosaurs Will Die by oh, No yeah. Effects, which awesome. we, we've talked about earlier in this podcast, basically that, that just seemed to me like the very typical, like raging against the music industry. Right. Um, like literally it's like the, the lyrics are that. Um, and then I'd like to, at least for my part, I'd like to end on, uh, Servilia. The war, oh yeah. My war on women. And, and a lot of that is because it was, uh, one of the ones that was female fronted. If yes. You will. Yes. And I'd like to hear John's thoughts on the kind of women in punk. And, yeah. And John, what that, are your thoughts on women? So as a, as a <laughs> yes. straight white cishet dude, uh, this is what everyone wants to hear, but no, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, women have played a hugely important part, uh, in punk and in its development. I would say even more so as, as a fan of both punk and metal, I would say women have had a, a huge part in, in building, um, punk music um, from the from the early days even if they weren't in bands which a lot of women were in bands like x-ray specs and x um but starting zines uh 
organizing shows, performing shows, taking care of like everything that these shitty children with guitars needed. Like there were women <laughs> who were doing that. Um, and so there's a, a, a genre, a subgenre of music that comes around in the eighties and nineties that is like female oriented and female focused called riot girl, G R R L. Hey girl. Um, right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I may cut that out. <laughs> bands like, uh, but there you've got bands like Bikini Kill and and that kind of thing. And and um, War on Women, I think, is um, a great band that uh, Shauna, who is their lead singer, is an amazing activist as well. Um, and they're doing um, really cool uh, punk music. But uh, part of the it's interesting that you say female fronted because I get to say the slogan, which is uh, female fronted is not a genre, uh, which like is a big <laughs> riot girl slogan. No, but it, and it's nice not, try, um, but this is a great, um, uh, but women have played a huge part in the development of punk and uh, whether it's behind the mic or, uh, or in front of it. Um, and so it's, it's really cool to see um, them get the success that they've had uh, so far. Do you want to play that song? Yeah. Cool. One second. Yeah, that whips ass. Yeah, it does. I noticed um, you didn't put any distillers on there. Uh, I did not put any distillers on there. And where's all the newfound glory? (laughs) Well, distillers, uh, would you consider distillers punk? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Definitely. And and I I did still have street cred. I still have street cred. (laughs) I did put x-ray specs on your list. I did put X on your list. That was fun. Um, So, uh, but no, I, I did not put the distillers in because I think their sound is very similar to other bands that I've put on there. Gotcha. Rancid and no effects. Well, yeah, Rancid. Um, and actually, so wrapping up my thoughts, so many, um, I really appreciate this playlist that you put together, John, because thank you, Dan, you, uh, and seriously, like, uh, I like uh, trying to find punk I probably would not if you were like to sit, come up to come up to me on the street and be like find some punk music. <laughs> I'd be like, oh god, and I would just go to Blink One Eighty Two. Um, <laughs> so this has been like a very good jumping off point for me to find some good stuff, and I will probably. And you recommended the latest pups album or yes, latest uh, album from Pup. The new album by Pup just Morbid came out. Stuff. It's called Morbid Stuff. It's, which is really fucking good. It's fucking. I really I love that it. band. Uh, I'm gonna go see them in car. Do you want to go? Yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna ask you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I will probably the ones that I'll probably gravitate more to now are just the ones that are more current. Mm-hmm. Um. But looking at the misfits and all the other ones, I would, um, uh, Adam, you touched on a lot of the songs that we seem, cause since we have similar music tastes, yeah. um, you touched on a lot of the ones that, um, I would have, that I really, really enjoyed on the playlist. But if we could finish up my thoughts with rancids, cause, uh, Ruby Soho, that yeah. to me is like just 
I, it's not quintessential punk, but it's almost quintessential punk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it is. Every, everything on this playlist, I would say, is in one way or another quintessentially punk, and it's 30 fucking songs long. So... <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So I'm an idiot. that john thank you so much uh for schooling us on punk and all things punk i enjoyed it and i know that we could i've really enjoyed it and i know that we could talk for hours and hours and hours um and i know our listeners really really want that (laughs) so i have to come back so yeah thank you um you will have to come back because i will i think we're going to revisit some uh, we'll probably revisit dave matthews band (laughs) We're gonna have to I'll revisit. Skip that one. Oh. <laughs> nope, you're coming back I'm for sick. all the episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm the new co-host. I'm John. your new fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh, God. Oh God. John is washing his hair at the day that we're redoing or not redoing, right. revisiting Dave Matthews Band. Um, so yes, uh, let us transition sure. into Recca 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 All right. Well, before we hop into the recommendations, I want to say thank you to the fellows over at the Punk Rock Horror Podcast, Matthew and Cody. We reached out to them uh, on Twitter and tried to get their recommendations for some punk songs that we could talk about. And while we ran out of time, we were definitely going too long. Um, I really appreciated, and we really appreciated them getting in touch and giving some thoughts on some bands that we could listen to and we'll, um, check them out. So thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. And, uh, best of luck with y'all's podcast. Hell yeah. uh, Keep on rocking. Keep on rocking. Indeed. All right, Johnny boy, what would you like to recommend to us to, grow on and focus on for next episode and again well not again because i haven't said this but we don't it doesn't have to relate to what we've been talking about. well tough shit because it does (laughs) all right perfect what would you like to recommend so my recommendation for you is to go on to amazon prime and watch the american hardcore documentary american hardcore, uh, which is a great documentary about the history of american hardcore and talks a lot about the um, the different scenes in different areas and how it sort of spread across the U.S. from different um, from different areas, and it's cool. uh, it's very well done and it's very good. Awesome, Adam. What would you like to recommend? <laughs> you all are gonna hate me. Oh no, <laughs> Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> no, so I I actually been listening to a lot of Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones. I like lately. Bela Fleck and the Fleck <laughs> yes. Tones. So so Daniel, have you listened to any of Bela? I Fleck? have. Listen, heard his stuff when you played his stuff in college. Okay, and I didn't actively despise it. <laughs> so I would go back and listen to the album live at the Quick. Um, it, it's uh, like their quintessential live album, and Bela Fleck is kind of doing other stuff now, and they get back together every now and then. But it's just, it's I mean, the polar opposite of punk rock, but but it's still good. I yeah, like, Bela like Fleck. yeah, incredible music musicality. Uh, 
you know, you've got Victor Wooten, who is mm. this phenomenal Base bassist. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Future Man, who is Victor Wooten's brother, ha- plays the oh, sitar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. They play the, the, the sitar. I okay. can't um, But basically, it's like this synthesized guitar mm. percussive instrument. Dope. Anyway. Anyways. Um, uh, live at the Quick. Live at the Quick. Cool. I'll check it out. Yep. How about you, Mr. Mr. Jubin? So uh, a week ago, a couple weeks ago, I went to a concert at the Ritz in Raleigh for a band called Lord Huron. Huron? I thought it was just going to be Lord. Lord. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I am Lord. <laughs> uh, Perfect. <laughs> um, Lord Huron is this uh, band, kind of a folky rock band. Not folky. A folky rock band um, that has kind of a lot of spacey folk songs and um, I hadn't really listened to them before until, uh, we went to see them live and they were really, really good. Um, and their album, Spotify sessions. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> greatest hits. Uh, their album, strange trails is what I would recommend. Um, some great songs on it. You'll probably recognize some cause I think he sold out and <laughs> they're on commercials now. Oh no. Um, uh, how, how dare he make money? Yeah. The only way that musicians can <laughs> right. make money anymore. And t-shirts, um, t-shirts, right. <laughs> Even uh, still. <laughs> um, so, yeah, listen to both of you. Please listen to Lord Huron's uh, Strange Trails. Cool. Will do. Thank you, John, for stopping by. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. So, uh, this has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah. It's and been a pleasure being in this abandoned Borders bookstore <laughs> with you. Uh, yes. Watch out for the needles. <laughs> uh, don't get any tetanus I did see shots. a raccoon eating a bunch of old copies of... Uh, <laughs> The old man in the sea. <laughs> well, I mean, how else is it going to survive? Uh, but everybody can find us on Twitter at Passion Fruits Podcast 19. Uh, it's Passion Fruits P2, actually. But if you search Passion Fruits Podcast on Twitter, you can find us. Yes. Instagram at Passion Fruits Podcast. Gmail at Passion Fruits Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. Um, a note as well as we'll be posting the Spotify playlist for John's punk playlist oh, yeah. in our oh, yeah. show notes so that if you're interested in any of these bands, some of them, maybe none of them, uh, you can go and check them out. And don't uh, fucking at me, punk nerds. <laughs> I don't want your fucking criticisms. Wait, John, do you want to be, uh, do you want your Twitter and oh, yeah, stuff I'm, out there? Uh, I, I guess if you want to read. Well, uh, you have a, you have like a, you have. I had, I'm kind of on a hiatus from my screen printing project right. for a while. And you have a lot of uh, patches that you make. That's so. right. That's right. Uh, but I'm kind of on a hiatus by that. But uh, you can check me. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at, at Johnny Awful, J-O-H. N N Y A W F U L. If you want to read, he uh, passed the test. Boring. He could spell. Yeah. <laughs> well done. John. Boring leftist retweets and like <laughs> pictures of stuff that sometimes I make. That's where you can find them. Awesome. Fascinating. All right. All right <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for stopping by. Drive safely. <laughs>